Are you worried about all of your hard work disappearing over the summer? That your students will simply do anything and everything except review those important concepts that will keep them right where they need to be for the next grade level? That was always my fear, so I started being preventative about that slippery summer slide. I am sharing some ideas I have used in the past, and they have worked like gold. So this episode is packed with info, and I'm going to share everything that I mention, like links to freebies, paid resources, and blog posts in the show notes, so do not feel like you have to remember it all. Just visit the show notes, and it will be laid out there for you. I have eight ideas that I am going to share with you, so let's dive in. Welcome to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. I'm your host, Megan Polk. My number one passion is, you guessed it, all things literacy and supporting teachers like you. Join me each week to learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Last week was so much fun just stepping away from regular literacy content and being able to celebrate my birthday week with a Q&A episode where I answered 11 listener questions. If you did not hear that episode and you want to learn a little bit more about me and also hear some literacy recommendations, be sure to go back one episode to episode 79 and take a listen. I also have a bingo game giveaway happening and you can check out the show notes for the rules to the game and how to enter. Today, we are back on teaching content and I am going to be touching on the dreaded summer slide. If you have never heard of that term, that is when kids enter into summer break. Maybe they do not stay on top of their learning practices and then they return to school in August or September, rusty and possibly a grade level or two below. This is the dreaded summer slide. And this can happen if we don't encourage kids to find value in doing short, quick daily activities and practices to keep all that they learned fresh and mastered over the summer. There are actually many parents who do request summer enrichment, and this episode will be helpful for that as well. Honestly, doing a short 10 to 15 minutes of reading and writing practice each day is nothing compared to all the time they have remaining in that day to play, go to camp, hang out with friends, and things like that. So I like to ensure that my students know the importance of literacy and the importance of what their role is as a student to ensure that they stay fresh and ready for the next grade. You will want to start having conversations with your students and with their grownups now so that they know all of the many options that they have available that they can do during the summertime that is going to keep them on top of their game. Something I like to do is to go over the activity with the students, and I will actually have them write down those activities on blank paper, however they want to decorate it. It's almost like their table of contents or a list of ideas that they can choose from. And I used to give this to them, like I would type up the ideas and send it home, but 
different grade levels each year valued different activities. And so I like to have the kids come up with their list. We will do it collectively as a class, but if they want certain things on their list that another student doesn't want on there, I like to allow them to differentiate their list. Plus, if they take part in creating these lists, they might be more apt and ready to use it. Something else that I like to do is I like to provide kids with whatever they will need, down to the templates, down to the crayons, the pencils, whatever it is that they need, I want to make sure that they have access to those things at home. This might not always be possible, but I will do everything I can to make it happen. You can then send the templates home in a manila folder. You can put them in sheet protectors. You can even just have those sheet folders with the prongs from Walmart punch holes in the templates or activities that they can access, and kids can add them to their summer folder. Everything is in one place and it's ready to be accessed at home, so this is just an idea that you can do for that. Okay, now I'm going to begin sharing some of my ideas that my students have loved in the past, and I'm going to be mentioning quite a few activities, but everything that I talk about can be found in the show notes, so just listen and check my website for the show notes for episode 80 especially if the platform that you are listening on today doesn't actually display the information that I've shared. I'm also saving a really exciting idea for number eight, so be sure to listen to the end so that you don't miss it. The first thing that you can make sure that your students have access to are choice boards. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, you might have heard about these choice boards in a previous episode, but I have a free download for you. You can find it in the show notes. But these reading and writing choice boards are perfect to send home and have students do at their own free will. You can print these copies full page, or you can even print them mini, where more boards will show up on one page, or you can even send them electronically. These are great for daily writing. No matter if they're writing about writing or if they're writing about their reading, kids are going to have a choice of what they can write about in regards to both. There are six categories for each set of choice boards, so there are more than enough prompts or reading response options that your students can select from, and we all know that if kids get a choice, they are more inclined to do the hard work because they got to choose what they got to do. I like to remind kids that these choice board items, every single item box that's on these choice boards are great if they have five to 10 minutes of time to spare, which we know that they do. So I like to just kind of tell them you only need five to 10 minutes because we know that that's not a lot of time and that ultimately will start breaking apart that whole feeling of this is too overwhelming and it's too long and it's too much. They know that they can handle it. Idea number two is doing an ABC countdown. Now, you might have heard about ABC countdowns in the lower grades, and they use them as they're counting down to the end of their school year at school. I have a free download for you. It's on my blog, and I'm going to link the blog post in the show notes for you to grab that free one-page download. Now, This one pager can be used leading up to summer if you want to do that, but I actually like for kids to have the entire summer or a portion of that summer to be able to work on those tasks. So doing it this way, it's almost like doing a countdown to going back to school. 
So kids can begin it on a certain day in the summer that you tell them, or they can work on it throughout the summer. It's just really whatever they want to do. They can even do one letter that leads back up to the school year, and parents can be able to help monitor how to set that up. There are so many ways that you can be able to use them, so make sure to grab that freebie. Now, on that sheet, there are a variety of reading, writing, creative, movement tasks, different things that they can do on that one piece of paper. As kids complete the letter off of their ABC countdown page, they're going to cross it off or they can have a grown-up initial it, and their goal is to complete every single letter of the alphabet before whatever time frame you want to give them. Now, this is not required, but you could have students email their completed ABC sheets to you, or they can bring it by your classroom during the first week of school, and you can maybe give them a small treat. And by that, I'm saying like a really fun pencil, really cool erasers. If you have a little small candy treat, you could do that as well. So this one-page sheet is super easy to print. I would prefer to print it in color if that's possible. But if not, you could also use colored copy paper and you can send it home in your desired method of choice. The third idea is summer writing. This is going to help your students to not be victim of the summer slide. Now, this is simply encouraging daily writing. The choice boards that I mentioned before are great for this, but if your students will be home all June or all July, you can actually spark engagement by connecting creative writing with national days. Teachers have loved using my national day writing prompts during the school year, and the fun does not have to stop there. This is a great way to get all of the genres spiraled and accessible for your students, and your parents are going to love it. Now, printing the slides mini for every child may be kind of paper consuming, so you might want to send home the Google Slides or the PowerPoint version home with students to work on. But remember not to post this on the internet for everyone to see. You don't want to post it where it's public and everybody in the world has access because that does go against many sellers' terms of use. But you can definitely make them accessible for your kids to use during the summer if you have a secure platform or if you directly send it to that parent of your student. If you can, though, I would print four or six of those slides to a page. So you're just going in the PowerPoint, you're going to print the slide pages, and even though you printed them mini or small, the kids can still read them. And this way, if you have them as a hard copy, then the kids can actually use those prompts while they're on the go. You can also print them back to front and you can save on paper that way as well. So what I want you to do is to encourage your students to use their writing journal from school if there are still blank pages in that journal, or they can continue their awesome writing over the summer in the pre-printed journals that come with those monthly prompts, or they can use whatever paper format they want to use at home. If you don't mind connecting with students over the summer, you can also set up a digital platform where kids can type their writing prompt responses and share them with you and with other kids from your class. What comes to mind first is using Padlet. I did that for three different school years, and the kids loved connecting with each other, and they were doing more writing and more reading because we had that platform open. 
I personally do not mind connecting with my students if it's about something that I'm encouraging them to do, but I definitely have my personal boundaries where I will only check the platform at certain times of day. And if I go on a vacation, I might not be on there at all. So you just have to have your boundaries in place, but I love being able to connect with students whenever they are not with me in my classroom. The fourth idea is using reading logs. Now, I am not a huge fan of using reading logs in the classroom during the school year as a way of tracking reading, but this is a great way for students to hold themselves accountable during the summer when they are not with you. These are even more fun because they kind of resemble those ABC countdown pages, that template, except this one is just going to be for reading. You will want kids to either find a book title, a genre, or an author that starts with every single letter of the alphabet. They will list the book that they are reading into the space, and they are going to write a short reading response using one of the pre-printed or pre-listed questions on the response sheets. You can print these for students to write on, or you can send them home. There's a digital version, and you can use that to complete them paperless. But I like to print those pages in color, and I will print them back to front. And if you do that, it's only going to be a total of four pages for all of your students to have the entire amount of letters that they need with the response page options. You can insert those sheets into their summer folder and have them write that activity on their master list. And this is just a perfect way that they can spend summer finding books, going to the library, looking online, and being able to fill in this ABC chart. If students have an incomplete reading journal from your class, you might want them just to write their reading responses in the remaining blank pages. But again, I love these colorful ABC reading log sheets. And so my recommendation would be, if possible, to print them in color and allow your kids to have the actual physical copy that they can write on. This is also a free download, free download, and the link is going to be in the show notes, so make sure that you go and grab the reading logs that look very similar to the ABC countdown sheet. Idea number five are references and charts. We know that this is what helps support us and helps support our students throughout the year. So ask yourself, do you have references that your students love? Maybe reference sheets that recall skills and strategies for them. Maybe anchor charts or resource rings that support them. Maybe by way of sentence stems or sentence starters or that can help them with writing descriptively. If there is anything that you have used that your students love, that they access routinely, try and send that home with them. Anything that's familiar and that's comfortable to them is going to be something that you want to give to them so that when they are working on writing and reading, they can quickly recognize that from your classroom and be able to use that to help them since they do not have you to support them at home. If you can think about the reading and the writing supports that you have used or just something that you think might be helpful for them, That is going to help the learning to become more concrete, and it's really going to help that stick and gel before they get to the next year. Now, I love printing mini anchor charts and adding them to student notebooks. Maybe you can have your students do the same before they go away for summer. 
I have many examples on my Instagram page if you need to see what this actually looks like or you can just reach out and ask me. I can point you in the direction of what I'm talking about. But you can also print mini and send home the charts on actual paper. You don't actually have to put it in their notebooks. You can just print it on copy paper, but there's more than one chart on the page. Have them add it to their summer folder. Truly think about what has been beneficial to your students this year and see how you can get them a printable or that digital version of it. I will leave some teacher and student reference chart favorites in the show notes for you. And this will be great if you want to send them off with support or have their grown-ups help them with it at home. Idea number six are affordable workbooks. Grown-ups may want practice that touch on all subjects in a short amount of time. So workbooks are really great for this. And there is one workbook that I always recommend to parents. And these are the Summer Bridge workbooks. I really do like the practice and the review that they provide. And it really does serve as a way to bridge kids from one grade level to the next during the summer. I am going to leave the links to the Summer Bridge workbooks, and I'm going to leave the links to bridging grades second to third, grades third to fourth, if they're going from fourth grade to fifth grade or fifth grade to sixth grade in the show notes so that it's easy access for you, it saves you time from searching, and you can get these links into the hands of your students grown up. They are great for rising grade levels. I highly recommend them. So those are the Summer Bridge workbooks, and they are super affordable in price. The seventh thing that you can offer to your parents are going to be free websites. Don't forget about the many free websites out there. I know that sometimes a website is free and then it disappears or it gets turned to paid, but do that simple search on Google, free learning websites for kids or free learning websites for fourth grade and see what pops up. There are so many options that will pop up and you can be able to check them out for the credibility before suggesting them for students to use. But I will tell you now that Scholastic is a great resource for awesome activities and for supports for parents during the summer, and it's completely free. Off the top of my head, some other websites that have a track record of being free are Time for Kids, National Geographic Kids, Highlights for Kids, and Discovery Kids. So there are several more, but again, sometimes they do go from free to paid, and so I don't want to list them here saying that all of the ones in my head are free, but do that quick search, see what's out there, and give those resources to your parents. But again, see what works for your students and then mention them to their grown-ups. Now, I told you in the beginning that idea number eight I am super excited about and I wanted to share with you. And this idea is summer classes. Now, I'm super excited about this one. I know how important it is for students to stay engaged with reading and writing anytime they are not with you, their teacher. And my ultimate passion is to serve you teachers, you parents, but also to serve students the best way that I can. And sometimes that best way means teaching them directly. I have given lots of thought to this over the past couple of summers, especially when the pandemic hit first and we had to teach virtually and basically do all things through a computer screen. 
students and their academics were heavily compromised during that time. But now I think we figured out how to learn through the platforms like Zoom, and I want to be able to do some of the hard work and teach during the summer. This is where you can help to spread the word. If you are a parent yourself with kids in upper elementary, or if you are a teacher who loves sharing recommendations with parents about ways to keep their children engaged over the summer, I would love to hear from you. I'm going to be sharing more information soon, so if you're following me on social media, you will probably begin seeing some of that information rolling out in the upcoming weeks. But if you think that you would want the information sent directly to you, whether it's for your own third through sixth grade child, or if you have a specific student or group of students in mind, maybe a group of students that you're working with, then I would love for you to let me know by filling out a Google form. The form is going to be in the show notes, and I will share more as soon as I button up a few items. If you cannot find that Google form, go ahead and shoot me an email, Megan at the Literacy Dive, or you can send me a DM on Instagram at the Literacy Dive and just put in the subject line of the email summer classes or something to those terms, and I will personally send you the Google form. It is quick, it is short, but it's just gauging some of this information and this Google form, you can actually pass out that link to anyone. So I'm very excited about the opportunity to teach live classes to students all over the country. The seats are going to be limited to ensure that the class sizes are small and comfortable but I have some other big plans ahead too. So stay tuned for that information. So as we're wrapping up, if you really want to focus on literacy, you can have parents get their child a composition book that can be split in half, one section for reading responses and the other section to be writing compositions and other activities too. But you could also disuse whatever they're already using at school, continue on from those notebooks or journals, and they can keep all of their work in that one place. I want to quickly recap all that I shared today and want to remind you that all of this information can be found in the show notes, which live on my website. So here we go. Choice boards are going to be great for summer learning for your kids. You can give them the ABC countdown that they can use all summer long or at a certain time in the summer, counting down to getting back to school. You can provide them with different summer writing opportunities by way of writing prompts that are specific to June and July. You can give your students reading logs, which I like to call it a reading challenge because they are having to think about authors and titles and genres that are starting with every single letter of the alphabet. You can also think about those resources like references and charts that your students do really well with and make sure that they have copies of those going home to use over the two months in the summer. You can provide your parents with different workbooks or activity books that they can purchase at an affordable price. You can offer your parents a variety of free websites that your students can be able to use over the summer. And summer classes, which are going to be these live teachings with me, I'm going to leave that Google form in the show notes, and that can be another resource that could work for some of your students or for some of your own children. So thank you so much for listening and for supporting your students, your scholars, your kids, the way that you do. 
If you know of someone who could benefit from this episode, please share it with them. And if you do, make sure to cross that off your bingo card. The giveaway ends Friday, April 29th. Next week, I am diving into end-of-the-year literacy activities, keeping reading and writing fun all the way up till the very end. I can't wait to connect with you next Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Come hang out with me over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive. I would love to hear from you in my DMs. If you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to hit that follow button and share this with a friend. I'll catch you in the next episode.